Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ministry Staff Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Giddens. If you work, serve, or volunteer in any type of ministry, this is the podcast you want to be listening to on a regular basis. Here's what we're talking about today. Working or serving has become a burden. I don't want to do it anymore. Working or serving, wherever you're at in the church or ministry or, or, or on a staff or as a volunteer, wherever it is, it's become a burden and you don't want to do it anymore. It's no fun. It's, you know, when you think of it, it's like, oh, I got to go do that again today. Well, we're going to be talking about that today. Listen, we all have gifts that God has given us, and they're various and many gifts. Some people are like, there's just these gifts. No, there's all kinds of gifts and graces from God. But there's also an enemy always looking to stop your gift from being a blessing. And in fact, try to to cause you to not even want to use your gift. And and we all want to serve God. I do believe that. I do believe people actually do want to do right with their lives and go. But in order to do that, we've got to serve the right way. And there is a right way. And Jesus even showed us that way. Not only is it written in the word, but he lived it out himself. And that's what we're going to talk about. Listen, have you lost your passion to serve I mean, are you one of those people? And listen, I know this. I'm I'm talking from experience here. I'm not like, again, this isn't something I just read out of a book or something. This is this, I'm 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 telling you my own life story here. Have you lost your passion? I was there at once in my life. I was one of those people, and I'm like, oh, I've got to go work at the early service today. Ugh, why did they put me on the schedule for early service, man? Or or you know, you're super happy. Listen, I did music for 22 years, so I get this. This is a real statement. You're super happy when you hear that music practice is canceled. <laughs> you're super happy when you when you hear that staff meeting is canceled. You're super happy when you hear like, oh, we're we're not having to go do that today. Or you're having a good day until you think about something you have to do or or someplace you've got to volunteer and you're like, oh, yeah, I've got to do that. Have you lost your passion? Listen, you know, that's normal. It happens. And to tell you the truth, it's not godliness that causes us to think that way. So what is it? What is going on? We hear people talk about finding your passions. If you love what you do, you never have to work a day in your life. And listen, I get that because I happen to love what I do. And uh, and I love coming to work and it's a blast. But that doesn't mean it's always easy. That doesn't mean that anytime I don't feel it, that I'm in the wrong place or, or the wrong time. Because no matter what the task is before you, your attitude is is not always going to be perfect. Your ad, in fact, your attitude determines what you're going to get out of it. Your attitude often determines how you're going to act or feel while you're working or while you're serving. Your attitude determines a bunch because attitude is just another form of faith. And usually when we have a bad attitude, it's because our faith is focused on the wrong thing, on negative experiences or sacrifices that we're having to make or focused on our emotions. It's not focused on the right things. We all have gifts that God gave us, and those gifts are a genuine blessing. I wish I could explain it with words, how many different gifts there are out there from people who know how to do sound and people know how to do computer networks and people that can always make you feel great and people who love to serve with little babies. And man, God bless them. I can't do that. That is not my gift. I mean, people to cut grass, people who paint, all kinds of gifts. 
real gifts out there that God has given us. But when we use our gifts, we're not always being a blessing. We have a bad attitude or we have lazy work. And when that begins to happen, is that because we're in the wrong place? Is that because we've picked the wrong gift? Is that because we're all screwed up on the inside? No, there's actually some things that are going on there, and it's part of real life. If you will never live in a world where every single day is perfect, but that doesn't mean you live in a world without help and without strength. And we want to look at that. See, when we forget to, when we begin to feel like serving is a burden, using our gifts is a burden, going to work is a burden. How do we fix that? Let's look over this. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 and 11. That's where we're going to hit. Now, listen to this. Man, This I had to include this scripture. This is only slightly part of what I'm talking about, but I had to include it. Verse 10, each has received a gift. Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's various grace. Verse 11, whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belongs glory and dominion forever and amen. Listen, I want to quickly point out Four things out of these, four things out of these two verses that you're you're going to want to receive. They're kind of building blocks of what we're talking about here today. Number one, everyone has a gift. This says right there in verse 10, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, as each one has received. That's past tense. That means you do have a gift. See, some people think they don't have gifts. Or their gifts, they say, well, that person uh, sings and all, uh, and, and everybody loves it. And, and this person preaches and everybody loves it. And I, I, I don't know what I do. You do something. Listen, not every, the, the honest truth is not every gift is the same. And there are more visible gifts in the world. But let me give you an excellent example. See, at the church where I actually work, I'm on staff at a church. I do a lot of technical things. Probably about 30% of my job, no one, not even a single staff member even knows occurs. Yet if I don't do it, the ministry will not go forward. Does that make my gift a less gift? Does it make it a useless gift? Absolutely not. It doesn't at all. Just because it's not visible does not mean it's not real. Do not let the world's way of valuing things become your way because that's always going to lead you down the road of comparison. And my goodness, you never compare yourself with people that are less than you. You never walk around and go, you know what, man, that guy, that that person over there is the worst. I'm glad I'm not like them. No, you always compare yourself with better people. You're like, I wish I was. I wish I could do that. I wish, I wish. And you're always looking at other people's gifts. Don't do that. Don't start using the world's way of valuing your gifts to determine your own. Now, I don't want to get far off. Number one out of those scriptures, the first thing I wanted to use, the first building block, everyone has a gift. Has. You have been given. That's what it says in the word. Number two, it's not for you, but for others. You have to serve with your gifts. So many people are looking for the gifts to get, I'm looking for the gifts to do for me, to do for me. How does it make me feel? How does it, how does it make uh, me happy? How does it make me money? How, how does it save me time? They're using their gifts to serve themselves. The gifts are to serve others, not yourself. Number three, there's a strength to use your gift that only comes from God. So if you're not using that gift in God's strength, 
you're not going to have the right strength. Number four, our gifts are a display of God to others. They're to lead others to God. They're to bring God before others that they might look at, participate, see who God is. It's not just a gift for fun. It's a gift to display God. Now, a lot of people say that means you can only use your gift in the church or this or that, and that's not true at all. I don't. If you're a school teacher, if you're an attorney, if you build houses, if you're an artist and you paint paintings, everything you do can help display God. And every time you do it, you can be a blessing to others. I don't think it's just because you don't preach or because you don't sing or something that you don't have a, a gift that's really making a difference in the kingdom. That's not true. Not true. Not. And we talked about that on one of the last podcasts. I don't want to get into it, but everybody who goes to church this morning, you know what they're doing? They're going to a building. Somebody built that building. Somebody laid that dirt work. Somebody built the equipment that made the dirt work. Somebody worked in the government to help get permits so they could build safely. Somebody brought electricity all the way across the country from somewhere to the place. Somebody built those electrical poles. Everybody has a gift that's being a blessing no matter where it is. So I don't want to get off on that, but anyway. So we all have gifts and our gifts are a display to God. And you may say, Chad, I know I have gifts. I just don't like this or I don't like that or I need a break or I don't like having to do this or it's not fun. There's no passion. There's no passion. Let me, let, let me tell you something that I really want you to see something about passion because we, we hear a lot about it in the church world. And, and honestly, I think passion is misrepresented. I think it's kind of made into this fairy tale issue. Like when passion shows up, all life changes and everything. Let me tell you the truth about passion. Now, listen closely. Passion is not a discovery. It's a decision. Passion is not a discovery. It is a decision. See, you can be passionate about anything if you begin to look at it a certain way. You know what that means? That means passion is not a gift, it's a fruit. And that's the truth. You see, just because you don't feel something doesn't mean you're in the wrong place. See, if passion is not a discovery, I mean, if passion has to be discovered, it's just something that shows up, then passion is really just based on emotion. It's really based on how you feel in the moment. If you're having a good day, oh, you're passionate. If you're having a bad day, well, my passion's gone. You can't live your day like that. You're going to be all over the place. You can't live your life by that. There is nothing in love that really has to do with passion. But if you love someone truly, you'll be passionate about them. And you'll be passionate all the time. Listen, you may think that passion is gone because you're in like, like, Chad, I've lost my, my passion for serving and for using my gift. You may think that's because you're in the wrong place or you're doing the wrong thing, but that is probably true, but not in the way you think. It's not because you're in the wrong building or in the wrong city, or it's not because uh, uh, you're doing this instead of that. I mean, it could be that you're out of the will of God. I don't want to just say, you know, that people don't actually get out of the will of God and realize they need to change something. But I'm saying, if you've lost your passion, it's probably not that you're doing everything wrong. It's probably the heart is wrong. It's probably that something on the inside is wrong. And let me give you a good example. You can love to serve God and still feel like God's making a change in your life, moving you from here to there. 
That's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean you have a bad attitude now because God has changed the direction of your life. No, you'd have a great attitude through the change. You don't have to say, well, it must be since I'm having so much trouble in my mind and I'm so frustrated at this that God no longer wants me here. Well, you better examine the truth. Could just be that you've got a bad heart. Could be that you've got an enemy who's trying to damage the future God has called you to. Let's look back at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 11. As one, this is what it says, as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. You know what that tells me? If there wasn't anything in life to hinder me from doing God's will, from using my gifts, I wouldn't need strength. The fact that God says you need to, when you use your gifts, verse 10, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 and 11, that's the scripture, the scriptures we're using here is saying, listen, you've got a gift and when you use it, you need to use it like one who is supplied by strength from God. That means that you need strength. That also means that God has the strength you need and in the context, it's to use your gifts. Now, let me ask you this. Are you in the strength that God supplies? Are you using your gifts with what, is God working in you with those gifts? Listen, even Jesus, before he went to the cross, had to renew his own strength to follow the path of God. Now, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. He had to renew himself in God's strength. What I'm saying is his strength wasn't enough. He had to renew his strength that was in him with God's strength just to go to the cross. Now, Jesus was perfect. If he had to sit, to go before God in the Garden of Gethsemane and struggle with what he did not want to do, with what he did not feel, with what was gonna be difficult and immensely more difficult than we can even understand. I don't want to belittle what God did, Jesus Christ did on the cross, but I'm saying if he had to do that, how much more us? How much more do we have to do that? Listen, serving was not meant to drain you. Using your gifts was not meant to empty you of your life, but it does. And that's real life. The truth is everything in your life costs you spiritually. Everything you do you got bad news coming up. you got work you've got to do. You're interfacing with people that aren't actually being a blessing to your life sometimes. They're draining you. All kinds of things, physical things going on in your body. And if you don't believe you need to renew your spiritual strength, then try this. Don't read your Bible. Don't pray. Don't spend any time with God. Don't go to church. Don't do anything spiritual for the next 60 days and see what kind of a person you become. Life in general, will not fill you with spirituality. Rather, it drains you. Here's an easy way to look at something. How often do you charge your phone? Once a day? Once every day and a half? Sometimes you lay your phone on a charger, a wireless charger, you plug it in five or six times a day. All depends on how much you use it. How much do you charge your spirit man? Once a day? Once a week? Once when you feel bad? How often are you charging your spirit, man? You know, if you're going to use your gifts in the strength that God supplies, you're going to have to be supplied with his strength. That's important. So how often do you charge up your spirit? How often are you spending time alone with God? 
We've talked about that in so many of these podcast episodes. It is the number one thing you need to be doing if you're going to do anything in life well, not just in ministry, in life. You've got to spend time with God. Can you spend time with God in the shower? Absolutely. Can you spend time with God while you're going, driving to and from work? Absolutely, you can. But you need to take time regularly, and I'm talking every day, every other day, and be completely alone with God. Not driving, not in the shower, not working on something, not cleaning something up, although you can spend time with God in all those moments. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but you need time when it's just you and him. Intimate, close together, just you and God. You got to spend time reading your word, praying, singing worship songs, studying your Bible, you got to take time to build yourself up spiritually if you're going to serve with passion because that's what we're talking about. I don't feel like serving. I don't I don't want to serve. I'm using my gifts. I'm getting tired of showing up at church or tired of, of going to the place where I volunteer or tired of the kids' ministry or blah, blah, blah. Are you sure you're in the wrong place or are you just in the wrong heart? You've got to serve. Use your gifts as one who is supplied with strength from God. That's how it becomes a glory. And in order to do that, you're going to actually have to go to that place and be filled up with God. No different than you can't just hold your phone in your pocket and say, well, magically it will charge. Neither can you just walk through life and say, I will be charged up spiritually. No, you're going to have to go and you're going to have to plug in. It's important. Now, when you do, things are going to start changing. Things are going to start growing. Things are going to become different. Let me tell you, just because you pray and spend time with God doesn't mean everything in your life will be perfect. So let me give you, I mean, everything in your serving will be perfect. Let me give you something I had to learn. You need to pray for those who your grace, the gift of your life, ministers to. You know what? If you if you do computer networking, you need to pray over those who use those computers. If you're a drummer, you need to pray over the people in that congregation. If you're an administrator, you need to pray over the people you administrate. If you're the guy who mows the lawn or the girl who mows the lawn, you need to pray over the people whose lawn that is. When's the last time you took time to pray over those that your gift is for? That's a, that's a real question. And let me tell you something. I've said it in several podcasts. It is so difficult not to care about people you pray over. And sometimes when you have people you should be caring about and you're not praying over them, that's how you can change your attitude is begin to pray. Begin to pray over them. And let's just, just, just take a minute. Right now there are people all over the world who are having all kinds of difficulties and problems. I mean, some of these things are life and death. Your prayers could make a difference if you take time. And as you begin to go through your life and you begin to take time to pray for people in your city and people in the country or or these, these people or those people or people in your church, people in the ministry, if your ministry is sending out products, people that the product is going out to, let me tell you, some passion will begin to grow. Because remember, passion is not discovered. Passion is a decision. As you decide to begin to pray over them, as you decide to begin to to, to believe God on their behalf, 
then you begin to change. And your serving takes on a new motive, the motive of ministry, because your gifts are for others without the right motive, without the right attitude, without the right spiritual strength. It's just work. And that's no good. And and listen, just besides the fact that you reap what you sow, when you begin to pour your life into others, life begins to be poured into you. There is no way around that. And I'm telling you, that changes things. And, and, and I'll, I'll tell on myself. I'll, 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 I'll tell on how I screwed this up. There was so, so long, so many years I would spend time with God, and I really didn't pray over a lot of people. I really didn't pray over any nations or over my own country or even over my own church very often. And, and I, was, I was thinking to myself, you know, when the Holy Spirit stirs me up, I'll pray over that or this. And one day the Holy Spirit's like, why do I need to stir you up? Or why do I need to tell you to put your faith out there for those who need me? And I was like, oh, my bad. I've got a terrible attitude. I'm so sorry. And I begin to make myself pray. Now, listen, here's, I'm be honest. I'm just being real. I had to start praying over some things over the, my city and my church. And I'm thinking, this is what my mind, my brain is saying to me as I'm doing it. Why are you doing this? This is not fruitful. You don't have faith for this. I mean, it's going to take 17,000 prayers just to make a little bit of difference. You know, that's actually all a lie. That's all a lie. And as I begin to pray, let me tell you, things in my heart begin to change. I begin to see people different. I begin to see my coworkers different. I begin to see my job different. I begin to see my kids different. I begin to see my neighbors different. And I don't mean different in a bad way. Every person, all the things that were in my life begin to take on a new, a new look, a, a new, a, a new value. I'm not quite sure how to say it. A new way. It was a new way of thinking because instead of just doing what I thought or feeling it out and then doing it, I begin to put it into motion before I felt it, things begin to change. And I tell you, I can get very passionate when I begin to pray over my church and over my family and over the lost and over people in other countries that are hurting and away from God, I'm telling you, man, and as I said, when you sow, you reap it. I come away from those times of prayer with so much in my heart. It's a big deal. Listen, pray over your ministry. Pray over the leaders in your ministry. Pray over your worship team. Pray over your church. Pray over things and say, well, Chad, I, I, I serve, in, I serve uh, as an usher. All right, well, then pray over the area in the, in, in, in the worship center or whatever you call it where you stand. Chad, I, I, I serve uh, greeting on the doors. Well, pray over those doors. Chad, I, I, I clean the toilets. Pray over those who are coming in the restrooms that God would, would bless their life, that God would touch them. Chad, I, I, I package products and send them out. Pray over those products. You want to know how to not show up at work, how to not show up where you serve, how to not show up in whatever you do and be passionless? Then start being passionate about what you do and not waiting for it to show up. You need to begin to sow it and you'll begin to reap it. Listen, we don't want to use our gifts in life based on on our natural emotions. That is how the enemy works in our life. That is how we begin to fail. That is how we begin to falter. That is how things begin to fall apart. That is how the enemy 
will begin to use our emotions to destroy the will of God in our own life. I'm telling you how many people have walked away from the will of God because they didn't feel like doing it anymore. My goodness, we have to serve, as it says in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 11, as those who have a strength from God. Passion is not a discovery. It doesn't get delivered by Amazon and you open it up. It's a decision. You don't just wake up one day with it. You grow it. And if it grows, that means it starts with a seed that doesn't look fruitful and becomes fruitful. That's where we want to use our gifts. Real passion is always passion for the good of others. It's already it's always going to be for their good. And that's the kind of passion that actually leaves you full even as you use it. It's the kind of passion that doesn't drain you necessarily. It'll fill you up. If you know exactly what God has called you to do, and you're in exactly the right place, doing exactly the right thing, you're still gonna need strength. Why? Because there's always things in life, there's sin, there's other stuff that is going to try to stop that gift. You're gonna have to serve with the strength of God. If not, then your gift is really founded and grounded in emotions and feelings and not in faith. And that's not where we want to live. Have you lost your passion? Is work and serving and using your gifts, are they becoming a burden to you? It's time to step it up spiritually. It's time to kick it. It's time to turn to God and say, God, begin to work in me. And don't just say, God, work in me. I'm going to sit down and I'll do your work. No, I'm just, I'm telling you, begin to pray. Begin to pray over others. Begin to fill yourself up with the word of God. Begin to take some moments and sing some songs. Even if you're a terrible singer, God is not concerned about your voice. He's concerned about your heart. Sing some songs of worship. Begin to pray. Begin to study your Bible. Begin to read other books that stir you up, whatever it is. But you're going to have to feed yourself spiritually if you're going to have any spiritual strength. And you're going to have to have spiritual strength in order for your gifts to be an honor to God and a blessing to others. And that's how we want to serve. If you've lost your passion, God can be your strength. And here's the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. He's ready to do it. God is willing to. He's not going to say, well, look, you're the one who didn't do right. Tough luck, you know, sucker. That's not who he is. God is desperate, willing, able, and he wants to be kind to you. Let me tell you, he wants you to be the type of person who says, man, they only scheduled me once. Man, they should have scheduled me twice. I can't wait to, to get to church and, and serve in this area. Man, I'm so happy about this. Man, I'm so ready to do this. Man, I've been thinking about drumming all day today on the worship team. Man, I've been excited over the whole weekend. Monday, I'm gonna get back in and, 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 and start doing this work. And man, I've been excited. I've been thinking about it. I've got some things I prayed over. I'm ready for God to see it. Let me tell you, passion is not discovered. It's a decision. When you decide to be passionate about what you're, who your gifts are affecting, you'll become passionate about using your gifts. Let me say it again. When you become, when you decide to become passionate, ooh, let me use English now. When you decide to become passionate about who your gift is serving, you'll be passionate about using your gift. 
And that's where we want to live. Listen, that's all I've got on today's podcast. If it was a blessing to you, let us know. You can write us. You can email us. You can uh, you know jump on social media and check us out. Share the podcast with someone else. We'll talk to you next time. <music>